0: We play like we play!
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick.
0: Hola, mi amigo.
1: This is episode 43. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to uh, talk about the fights tonight, the UFC fights. We've got uh, NASCAR this weekend. Where are they this weekend? Atlanta? Yep, the ATL. So got some more sports, got some more bets we're going to be putting down. Um, so we'll get to that a little bit later. Before we get to that, uh, we want to touch on just a little bit everything that's going on in America right now. Obviously, we all saw what happened with George Floyd. Um, That officer now got upgraded to second-degree murder, rightfully so. All three of the other officers got charged as well. Um, I don't really want to go into that too much. I've already made my stance on where I stand. Um, With all of that, I put a blog out on the Neutral Ground Sports Network, so... Obviously, Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. You can go to www.tngsportsnetwork.com. We've got blogs going out daily. Um, We've got another podcast pretty much coming out any day now. Um, So, yeah, anybody who's interested in looking to try their hand at sports blogging, feel free to uh, contact us, and we can get started. But, yeah, so we all saw what happened with uh, the police officer and George Floyd, I don't care if you're white, black, whatever, there's no way you could watch that video and be okay with that. That was absolute bullshit. That cop knew what he was doing. Uh he gets every everything that um he has coming his way, he deserves. I don't know. I mean, did you did you watch the video? Yeah, I watched
0: it and let me be clear, um uh, I haven't spoken to anybody that doesn't think that um what happened was wrong. What but with that being said, um it's not only important to think that, but it's also important for as many people as possible or, or everybody to voice that publicly.
1: Yeah, I mean people So I
0: think the problem is, is a lot of people are uncomfortable saying that this was wrong.
1: About him being killed? Yeah.
0: Not not publicly coming out and saying, like, they'd rather just keep quiet than say, hey, this was wrong. Because, I mean, even looking at what happened with the Drew Brees comments, I think a lot of the flack that came from that was that he hadn't come out and really said anything about what happened yet. And the first thing he said was uh, criticizing the National Anthem
1: yeah. protest. Yeah, and, and so that's another thing. I, I want to make it Crystal clear. Um, I also put out a blog on this regarding Drew Brees' comments. Drew Brees is not, has not, and never will be a racist. He's just not. There's no way that you can paint Drew Brees out to be a racist. His comments were, as I said in the article, ill timed and tone deaf to what's going on right now. But I feel like it got manipulated, what he said a little bit, it got twisted around. Uh, it was a loaded question. Fuck Yahoo Finance. I don't know why he's doing an interview with Yahoo Finance in the first place, um, but I feel like more more good than harm will come from what he said. I feel like obviously there has been reports come out that they have been the the Saints and everybody got on a call. Um, there was open dialogue. They said it was extremely emotional. Um, Drew Brees gave his piece, and he has uh, his teammates have accepted his apology. So. In regards to the Saints locker room, I think it's only going to make them stronger. I think Sean Payton does a great job of balancing all of the egos and the uh, personalities. So I think from that aspect, it's going to make the locker room even stronger. We already had probably the most tight-knit locker room in the league. Um, And when something like this happens, I mean, this is a guy that they look up to. uh, And they were hurt by his comments. So... I feel like it's gonna in the end, it's gonna make them stronger. It's also going to bring awareness to everybody. Like it's not that Drew Brees crawfished or backpedaled on his comments. It's he felt like he had a conversation with his teammates and he sees their point of view. So I I see a lot of people saying, like, Oh, Drew Brees shouldn't have changed his mind. He shouldn't have he shouldn't have said anything, this and that. They're they're a team, they're a family. They're hearing each other out. They're they're working together. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I think it's good for
1: people's minds to be changed. Yeah, no, if if there's a problem, dude. In my opinion, there is a problem. The the statistics are there, whatever. You can dive into it. You can look at it both sides, whatever. Um, But I've seen, I mean, there's plenty of evidence that, I mean, you got a nine-minute video of a guy kneeling on this man's neck. He's handcuffed, laying on the ground. If you want to kneel on the guy, kneel on his fucking back. Like, kneel on his back. You shouldn't have to kneel on him. It didn't look like... And I didn't I, I didn't see the before video. I didn't see what led up to this. But there's, there's no excuse whatsoever to, to kneel on a guy for nine minutes while he's screaming that he can't breathe. So he's not looking like he's a threat to try to run away. There's no excuse for it. He knew what he was doing. So, I don't know. I see a lot of people saying... In regards to the, the protests, which there's a difference between a protest and a riot, a protest is what we saw in New Orleans last night, there was a peaceful protest, a ton of people showed up in New Orleans, nothing got out of hand, there was no violence whatsoever. That's a peaceful protest, a riot is when you start breaking things, setting businesses on fire, which baffles me, you might have somebody in the protest with you, who is fighting for the same cause as you, yet, you're setting their livelihood on fire. Why that he that person didn't kill George Floyd? I, I I don't understand that aspect at all. But I feel like there's people out there doing that that are trying to take away. They're trying to sabotage the movement. Uh, what what's trying to be accomplished? I feel like it's trying to be sabotaged by people that are out there just to cause chaos and destruction. But I don't know. I mean, I feel yeah, like no, that, I feel like this is necessary in a sense to to happen that
0: yeah look my take on it was um what i believe to be true is that they're just people agitators out there fucking shit up burning shit up yeah for uh their own reasons that has nothing to do with george floyd's death yeah no there's opportunistic. and there's a lot of these crazy ass white people that are jumping on top of 18 wheelers and doing all types of crazy shit for God knows what reason, but it doesn't seem to have anything to do with George Floyd. But uh, there are some violent protests in response to George Floyd, and look, the way I see it is um, black people have been being unjustly killed by police officers for a long time, and peaceful protests have been done about that, and it doesn't seem that enough has been changed. So at some point, you know, you have to get people's attention, and I get if some things get violent because of all the emotions involved and all of that, so to me, I'm not as much, uh, I'm not as critical as I would normally be against the violent protests because of the history of everything that's happened, but yeah, I agree. Um, there there does seem to be some unnecessary uh violence that's going coming from people that don't seem to be involved no, in, yeah, there's in, people, the, in there's, a real movement. There's
1: people who don't care about the movement. There's opportunistic people that are looking at this as a chance as one, to just go fuck shit up, two, to go loot. They're not worried about the problem at hand. But so I see a lot of people on social media and in person. And I've asked a lot of people this question. So a lot of people are saying that's not the way to do it. That's not how you get anything done. You don't accomplish anything like that. So I always, I feel like if you're going to say that's not how you do it, you need to follow it up with how you're supposed to do it. If, you, if you're if you going to tell them, don't do it that way, then you need to follow it up with a solution. And I've yet to find anybody to say they need to do it this way. This way will work. I don't have that answer. That's why I'm not telling them to go out there and stop. I'm not saying... I, I'm all for the protests. I've made that very clear which side of the fence I stand on. Something has to change now. Um, but I, I that that my point was, if you're going to sit there and tell somebody you can't do it that way, then you need to follow it up with how you're supposed to do it. Because if not, then you're not contributing anything. If you don't have a solution, then then don't even don't you you can't comment on how they're trying to do well like what they're trying to accomplish because the way that everybody's been trying to do it before to get justice then it hasn't worked it hasn't worked at all so that's my whole thing if you're going to tell somebody that's not the right way to do it then you need to tell them how to do it you know what i mean
0: yeah we're not going to get anywhere by pointing a finger you know we're going to get we're going to make progress by listening to each other and hearing what each other has to say and then the Drew Brees case, he listened to what his teammates and other players around the league and other sports icons had to say. And in the end, his mind was changed. And I think that all the people that are saying, oh, he shouldn't have changed his mind or he shouldn't have apologized or whatever. If you've never had a conversation and at the end your mind was changed and you're a victim of your own bias.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. But also, too, so... Everybody came out and said fuck Drew Brees. They chanted fuck Drew Brees in the streets of New Orleans. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, it was a weak ass chant. No, but- it was like <laughs>
1: fucking 12 people out there trying to trying to go viral. No, the it video. was those dumbass white people, bro. So they were so everybody was so quick, fuck Drew Brees. We canceled Drew Brees. That was like the trending hashtag going around. So we need people we need to have open dialogue and talk about everything and get everybody on the same page. If somebody doesn't see your point of view, you don't just say, fuck him. They'll never see your point of view then. You need to talk. Everybody needs to have a conversation about what needs to be changed. Everybody needs to get on the same page. Nobody gets on the same page by, if you just say, fuck him and write him off. And you're writing off the best guy to ever walk the streets in New Orleans. Who has done more for anybody? Who has done more for that city than anybody that has ever lived, in my opinion. Oh well, he needs to donate money. Um, newsflash: He fucking does. He's donated thirty-three million dollars to the Breeze Dream Foundation. He just donated five million dollars to COVID relief fund for the state of Louisiana. So, I want to say New Orleans is like sixty percent African American. Yeah, I I don't know the exact figure, but he's out there. He's out there himself assisting in building homes he helped the city come back from hurricane katrina so he's not the enemy and he should not be the scapegoat of racism of this the whole movement drew Brees is not the problem it was baffling to me that people are out there calling him a moron and a racist and saying fuck drew breeze If Drew Brees is a racist, then I'm a fucking racist. And I can tell you right now that I am not, never have been, never will be. I give everybody a fair shake no matter what you look like. But that's my point. If Drew Brees is a racist, if Drew Brees is a bad guy, then everybody's fucking terrible on this planet. That is not the guy. He is not the problem. Yeah,
0: I agree. Same thing I said. I said, oh, if Drew Brees
1: is a racist, then I'm a huge freaking racist. (laughs) So... We'll talk about Trump's comments real quick. You'll never know where I stand politically. I'll never, I'll never put that in writing. I'll never talk about it on the podcast. This is strictly going to be Trump's comments on George Floyd and my thoughts on that. Um, well, one, Trump came out and said Drew Brees is a great quarterback and and I think he's a great guy and he should never feel sorry for about the flag, et cetera. Well, then Drew Brees clapped back at Donald Trump, added him. Everything. Uh, Power move, Drew. I see you. But so Trump yesterday, when referring to the unemployment numbers in the U.S., was quoted saying, hopefully George is looking down right now and saying this is a great thing that's happening for our country. And then he also goes on to say, this is a great day for George Floyd. It's a great day for everybody. Newsflash, George Floyd was fucking murdered. It is not a great day for George Floyd. The country's burning. He was murdered on camera after being sat on for fucking nine minutes straight. I don't understand this comment whatsoever. Again, you'll never know where I stand politically. This is not a representation of my political views. I am going just strictly on his comment that this is a great day for George Floyd. Who the entire world saw murdered on camera? what the fuck are we talking about?
0: Was this during a, a- it, it was
1: a press conference or something? I, I I don't know. it was yesterday though, and he says that it's a great thing that's happening for our country. Hopefully George Floyd is looking down right now. Um, what what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is a great day for George Floyd. We watched George Floyd call out for his mother. His mother is not alive. That's when That's when you're on the verge of death. Like, what? That Dude, that was the saddest video I think I've had to watch in a while. Actually, that was the saddest video I had to watch since the Ahmaud Arbery video. That was fucking... That takes the cake, too. Like, how many times do we have to see visual evidence of this shit happening and nothing change, but Trump sitting there saying this is a great day for George Floyd because the unemployment numbers are, are like, people are going back to work. So, no, it's not a great day for George Floyd. George Floyd was fucking murdered, you dipshit. What are we talking about? that that's my my thoughts on it. Um I'm not going to go into it any any further. If you want to comment on it, you can, but that blew me away.
0: Yeah. Um look, what I've noticed from the past, you know, however long it's been, four or five or six years ever since Trump announced that he was going to run for president of the United States, what he says um is surrounded by controversy. And much of it, I think, is on purpose. Just, I don't really know why, but uh, you just don't keep making the same mistake over and over again without doing it on purpose. He's not a stupid guy. He says stupid things, but trust me, I don't think he's a stupid guy. I think that there is some type of political method behind being talked about all the time. No, I think like there's, a, he's, there's a
1: method to the madness, definitely, but it's like you could have... You, I just feel like he he's never handled it differently and potentially yeah, trying to unify versus divide.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's anybody that would say that wouldn't say Trump could have handled everything that's going on um better. I mean, even when uh the violent protests happened in Charlotte a few years ago. Yeah. He could have handled that situation better. Um
1: Well they but, had the they had like the white supremacist group and he's like yeah, those no, are those are good people. Well he was those saying there's good and, shit.
0: The comment that really got him in trouble is when he said there's good and bad people on both sides. And he wouldn't like explicitly denounce the white supremacists for coming Which out. Which he there should have all in my that. opinion. Yeah, he should have, but he he's just I get it. It's the way you can argue about whether he's been a good president or not, and half the
1: country would say yes and half the country would say no. I've already said I truly believe like he, he got drunk one night and was like, Fuck it, I'm gonna run for president. And then starts running. He's like, this will be great publicity. And then election night, Hillary was supposed to win by a landslide. He's probably pissed drunk and going, somebody's waking him up going, holy shit, you won. And he's like, oh, fuck. Well, we got to fucking figure this out now. <laughs> like, holy shit, we won? I, 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 Dude, she was supposed to win by a landslide. I remember. I was like, and again, you're not going to know where I stand politically. But that was... All over the news. She was winning in the polls, everything. He was probably piss-ass drunk going, holy shit, we I'm the president of the United States now? What the fuck? Like, Yeah,
0: weird fact about Donald Trump is he claims he's never had a sip of alcohol before.
1: <laughs> okay, then he was high on methamphetamine. <laughs> <and fucking laughs> um,
0: yeah, but t- towards that point, you have 50 cent. Calls this presidency the accidental presidency that, yeah, just like you said, Trump did this as a publicity for publicity because he might have been starting a new TV show, is what 50 Cent said. But (laughs) people got tired of the same old shit. Yeah, well, the reason he won is because uh, you have the same politicians who, for the most part, are corrupt running this. It's a revolving
1: door. It's just we're
0: run by a bunch of crooks. Yeah. And uh, people are tired of that. And when they see a political outsider talk like they talk, uh, you know, he's not the most presidential guy. He just tweets and he talks like the guy at the fucking bar.
1: Twitter, dude. I see his retweets. I'm like, yeah, but that's a
0: re- that's a reason a lot of his
1: supporters like him. No, I know, but he's retweeting like parody videos and shit. Yeah, no, he's definitely. He's what just like the normal guy. He's dude. like, but he's the president now. Right, I know, but
0: what what got him elected was being perceived as not political like
1: he retweets some shit that i'm like i could see my grandpa retweeting that like yeah that's what i'm like saying what The that, fuck
0: yeah millions and millions of people that never voted before voted for him in 2016 and a big part of that was because he says what's whatever he wants yeah and other people like that about him and some people hate him for that but you know, it's mainly the more, the more educated you are, the more critical you are of of the pre, of this particular president, and the less educated you are is like, oh no, he thinks just like I think. <laughs> I'm being I'm being a hundred percent objective you. here. I got you. And a lot of un uneducated people before 2016 never cared to vote. Yeah. And when they see a guy coming out saying things that, quite frankly, are surrounded by controversy, but a lot of people believe.
1: No, I got you.
0: They they rallied behind him. And I mean, that's why he got elected, but. Yeah. No, he could handle a lot of things better, but. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so we'll stop it right there with all the political mumbo jumbo. But I just wanted to put, say my piece on the George Floyd incident and also with Drew Brees. Um, very disappointing to me how the how it all played out, but. I feel like he's taking the necessary steps to uh, rectify what happened. And um, yeah, mean, he's tweeting at the president of the United States. Do we think States. Trump's going to respond to him? I don't know. I do it. That's what I, I almost tweeted that out. Like, you'd be shocked the lengths that I would go to defend a man that I've never met in Drew Brees. Like. He better watch out. Don't be coming for Drew Brees, dude. Yeah, if he
0: comes for Drew Brees, he might lose a state of Louisiana. Yeah, don't in come for
1: Drew Brees. I know it looks like a vulnerable time for Drew, and it looks like everybody's hopping on that wagon of let's go shit on Drew Brees. I wouldn't do it. Look, you know, I don't think he's gonna say anything. What is he gonna he, what is he gonna tweet back? You know what? After uh, thinking on it overnight, Drew Brees isn't that good of a quarterback. He's <laughs> really not that good. Yeah, I, I studied say, the film. Like I, I don't you know, I never
0: really even cared whether or not people are standing for the national. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I, no. I, I'd, I'd see the, what he's going to do is probably not say anything at all in response to it, just yeah, not publicly anyway. Who knows? I don't know if them
1: two have ever talked before. but Also, going forward, fuck Yahoo Sports and Finance and Yahoo in general. Um, I have a Yahoo email. I'm not going to use it ever again. I'll never fucking associate with Yahoo again. That asshole at Yahoo Finance, that was a loaded question. You knew what you were doing. Uh, fuck you. So
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the media. The
1: media just,
0: my opinion, just caused a bunch of fucking trouble, bro.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Let's move on to these fights. Um, actually, we'll talk about the uh, the fight last weekend with uh, Tyrone Woodley and Gilbert Burns real quick. Uh, if you were on Tyrone Woodley, you were not very happy. If you listened to the podcast and followed what we said, um, it felt like fucking exactly what we said. Tyrone Woodley doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to fight. That's what I said. He wants to focus on his shitty rap career. He's on his way out the door. Gilbert Burns looked spectacular. Um, I think he won every round. They gave him a 10, eight in the first round. They probably could have gave him a 10, eight in another round as well. Um, he fucked him up. I don't know how you felt i don't feel like it's impossible to feel any differently there but uh no, we told him to put their money on gilbert burns yep and
0: the reason why what i said i was just like i think exactly what i said or damn near close was that since gilbert burns is so good with his uh on the ground with jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. he's gonna fight this fight tyron woodley's gonna fight this fight a lot like he fought the damian maya fight yeah and I think that they're just, over Tyrone Woodley's career, there's been a change in his mindset.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just looking for that that knockout punch, and it's just it's not going to work. Gilbert Burns looked sharp. He was taking a couple shots. Tyrone hit him a couple times here and there. Didn't affect Gilbert Burns at all. Looked sharp. Kept up the pace. Tyrone Woodley just wants to sit back and hope he can catch him with a knockout punch, and it's just not going to do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's like he's sitting there waiting for something yeah. to happen while, while he's getting beat up. But, yeah, yeah. at some point... You gotta fight back, and Tyron Woodley tried a little bit, but he wasn't. He was always. It's like he's fighting scared to lose. It so. looked
1: just like the Damien Maya fight. It looked just like the Kamara Usman fight. Like he's got no energy. It looks like he doesn't want to be there. It looks like he's thinking of writing another shitty rap song and fucking pursuing that. Yeah, so but Gilbert Burns that. is
0: the real deal, and is, and is very much in my eyes a legitimate contender. At 170
1: pounds. Yeah, 100%. I think he he shot up the rankings, if I remember correctly. They're saying he could be in line for a title shot sooner rather than later.
0: No, I think he's, he deserves it too. I mean, Yeah, no, he looked very good. You look at the guys that he's beat compared to the guys that Masvidal has beat. Yeah. And then they're having trouble negotiating that fight contract with Masvidal. So, I mean, you very well could see Gilbert Burns as the next guy to fight for the welterweight title.
1: Yeah, so what is the card tonight, USC 250?
0: Yes, USC 250, Nunez versus Spencer.
1: Okay, so we got some really good fights, quality fights on this card. Um, What did we say? We have, uh, I know you said you have three that you like. Yeah. There's a lot of heavy favorites on this card, um, which, I mean, obviously I'm going to really go out on a limb and say I think Nunez is going to win. I'm not going to bet this fight, but I will bet, or I'm not going to bet this fight straight up. I'll probably bet uh bet some props. Uh like maybe first round KO, something like that. Um if you want to roll the dice and bet on Spencer, you can become a very rich uh very rich person if you uh hit that right. But it's probably not going to happen. Um I'm excited about the return of Cody Garbrandt. Um you got Sean O'Malley fighting. Who else?
0: Um, there's a lot of good Bantamweight fights. Yeah. In the main card, um, Aljamain Sterling. Yep. Versus Corey Sanhagen. And then you got Raphael, I don't know how to say his last name, (laughs) uh, versus Cody Garbrandt.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Which one do you like first? I guess we can start from bottom to top maybe. I don't know. It don't matter.
0: Yeah. So I'm probably not going to bet on the main event. Just because, um, I don't know. It just seems like hard to figure out not who's going to win, but how do you make money off um, of it? Yeah.
1: I mean, Nunez is going to win. So you got to fucking risk so much to make a little. It's not worth, uh, it's not worth rolling the dice there unless you want to sprinkle a little bit on, uh, Spencer and pray to the gods. But, all right. So what do you got? So,
0: uh, the first fight I like is the, uh, head prelim. It's, um, Alex Cacareas. Maybe that's how you say it. (laughs) I I suck at these last names, dude. (laughs) Read it
1: for me, dude. What does this say? Alex, I would say Caceres or Caceres. Yeah, so it's. Cacareas. (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) versus Chase Hooper. Um,
1: You're big on Hooper.
0: Yeah, I like Hooper. He's a rising star, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I like Hooper. Uh, this guy, Casares. How you Just, say? It? Sure, Alex. Alex. Um, he he's lost seven times by submission. Chase Hooper's a submission specialist, black belt, super flexible. Um, he's long as well. So I mean, I think in this fight, what the UFC's doing behind the scenes is they're still prepping Chase Hooper for for a real uh
1: the spotlight. Yeah.
0: Chase Hooper's he's he's young. He's the youngest guy signed to the UFC, uh undefeated nine and zero and one. Um so I mean looking at this. They this got is a they fight. got big
1: plans for him. So Yeah, and I don't yeah. think
0: they're gonna rush him into anything yeah, where he might lose or yeah. So um I think that this is a good chance to make some money. Chase Hooper's a minus one hundred eighty five favorite. And uh, I'm actually going to parlay this with a, with a fight later in the night.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I'll go with Hooper there, too. You, I guess you sold me on that. Um, Betting-wise, there wasn't a ton of fights that I loved on this card. But, obviously, I'm big on Cody Garbrandt. Put out a blog on Cody Garbrandt, The Return. Um, Garbrandt currently is sitting at minus 135. I know I'm kind of jumping around on the card here, but this is – the main one I'm focused on. I love that style of fighter, always have um, the striker, just goes in, doesn't work, he's not worried; like he's willing to take a shot, but that's been Cody Garbrandt's downfall, much like it was Justin Gaethje's. Uh, if you remember when we were talking about Gaethje and Ferguson, uh, I said we would see a much more calculated and cautious Justin Gaethje, Not just not as reckless. So he, he was winning the fight against Alvarez and Poirier, in my opinion, and then got caught went to sleep so came back in much more calculated and just picked Tony Ferguson apart didn't get reckless didn't let his emotions get the best of him so I think we're going to see a very similar Justin Gaethje tonight I think there's good value with the minus 135 we know he's got hands we know he can I mean he we know he's not scared to take a punch lately uh he hadn't really been able to take the punch once he gets hit but in his last fight he was I mean, he was piecing the guy up and then he hurt him. He hurt him with the knee, a little flying knee, hurt him, and then he thought he saw blood in the water and um just kind of went for it, went all out, was trying to finish him, put the guy away, and then he got caught, crumpled, folded right up, and that was all she wrote. So I think we're and there was only like twenty seconds left in the round. So I don't think he is going to be as reckless as before, a much more calculated Cody Garbrandt. And, I, I mean, I really like the value at minus 135. So, I'm going to be riding with that one for sure.
0: Yeah, and this is a fight that I'm going to parlay with Chase Hooper. So, I'm going to go Chase Hooper minus 185, and I'm going to parlay it with Cody Garbrandt minus 135. Cody Garbrandt was a guy that started his career 11-0, zero nine knockouts, and uh, is coming off of three straight losses.
1: Yep. Yeah. Lost
0: twice to DJ to.
1: Dillashaw. Dillashaw. <laughs>
0: T.J. Dillashaw, who was a proven cheater. And then he lost to um, Munoz yep. last. So uh, he's been getting knocked out in his recent fights because, I don't know, it's crazy to see how composed he was when he won the Bantamweight title against Dominic, Dominic Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, but Cruz
1: isn't really a knockout guy. so
0: Yeah, but he also had Cruz hurt a lot of – yeah, and he did Times didn't in go that crazy. fight, and then he didn't go crazy like he does, like he has in his last three fights. But in all three of the fights he lost, just like you said, he had guys rocked mm-hmm. and uh, ends Even up getting the Dillashaw caught. fight. I want to say yeah. the
1: first Dillashaw fight, he fucking Oh, rocked he rocked him. him in both of those fights. Yeah. And then, but.
0: But Dillashaw was cheating. He was on that, I said it before, <laughs> that shit that uh, helps him recover fast. So, I mean. <laughs> That's the reason he probably lost to him. I mean, in both of those fights, I think he probably would have finished him if Dillashaw wasn't a cheater. Oh,
1: yeah, Garbrandt's got some heavy hands. He's shown that. Yeah, and
0: uh, he's well-rounded
1: in every aspect. Yeah. We, we just
0: see his um his stand-up, but he can wrestle. He has good jiu-jitsu, so. Um,
1: yeah, no, I expect to see a, a dominant performance from Cody Garbrandt tonight. Now,
0: yeah, I expect to see the return him return to dominance as well.
1: Yep. So we're both in agreement there. We're both on Chase Hooper. Who's the third one you got?
0: It's the uh, Al Jermaine Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen.
1: Yeah, this is supposed to be a very exciting fight.
0: It's a hard fight to pick. Um, it's basically a pick 'em, but uh Al Jermaine Sterling just a slight favorite.
1: Yeah. And it looks like you're going with Sanhagen, correct?
0: Yeah, it's tough for me to pick against Sterling, but um, – yeah, I think I'm going to go go with Sanhagen. I think Sterling may be just a little bit overrated, and uh, Sanhagen's toughness to me is what's going to get him the win in, in this fight.
1: Yeah, he almost had his arm ripped clean off. Yeah. And then just stayed okay. <laughs> his arm literally, I don't know how the ligaments weren't torn, uh, rolls out of it and then fucks the dude up, ground and pound. Uh, no, yeah, I'll ride with Sanhagen as well. Um, I'm super excited about the Sean O'Malley fight. But he's a heavy, heavy favorite at like minus four fifty, so not really uh, much value there. I don't know if y'all can hear the rain, but the hurricane has clearly gotten here. Um, but yeah, so I, with Sean O'Malley fight, I might do some props as well. Pick around, maybe first round KO there as well. You never know. I uh, got to see what they're offering. Um, but straight up, I'm not going to really bet that fight. Value's not really there, so I could sit there uh, for the sake of a record or picks I could sit there and yeah I could say okay I'll take Nunes and I'll take Sean O'Malley I'll take all these heavy favorites and make my record look better but we're trying to actually make money so that's uh our point of view there so you got any other fights on this card that you like I think that's it for me
0: um not right now I'm I don't know I might tweet something if I like another one I'm kind of looking at this Neil Magny fight I remember watching Neil Magny in his last fight he looked really good but um I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, so if we add any more on, we will uh, we'll put it out on Twitter. But we'll, uh, we're going to get this episode out very shortly after we are done recording today. So you'll have plenty of time to hear who we like and make your picks from there. So that'll wrap up the picks for UFC 250. And as we said earlier, we're looking ahead to NASCAR in Atlanta. Um, who is the favorite as of right now? Who is the betting favorite?
0: Uh, It's Kevin Harvick, but you want to talk a little bit about what happened last week?
1: Yeah, sure. You can go ahead.
0: So, um, in the race at Bristol. Fuck Chase Elliott. (laughs) Chase Elliott wins the first two stages. and um, So, he ends up losing a lead sometime during the last part of the race. And Denny Hamlin's in, in the lead and loses control of his race car and crashes into the wall, causing the 17th caution of the race. And at the restart, uh, with five laps remaining, we had Joey Logano, who we bet on. We had Chase Elliott, who I had bet on. He was So I picked three guys. It was Logano, Keselowski, and Kyle Busch. But then I said if I had a bet on a fourth guy, it would be Chase Elliott. But at the restart, all four of those guys were, were in first through fourth. Yep. Five laps remaining. Uh, Logano was in the lead, I think, right? Or what? Yeah, no, he
1: was in the lead. And I had Logano, and that was the largest bet that I had placed. So I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, it's only a couple laps left, shortest fucking track they have. Hold on. No, Chase Elliott goes underneath him and takes him out. He fucking took him out. Joey Logano knew he took him out. Chase Elliott tried He said, well, he told Joey Logano, he said, well, you've done it before. The fuck? I'd have slapped him across his face right there. No,
0: it wasn't. He didn't take him out on purpose. He just lost control. He took him out. No, because he took himself out then too.
1: Yeah, but that's okay. He knew he wasn't going to do it.
0: I so. mean, looking back on it, I, he probably regrets because he would have got a lot. I'm guessing he would have got a lot more points, or maybe a little bit more points. I don't really don't even know how the point system works.
1: Yeah, I just try to bet on a winner here. If again. he would
0: have, uh, but right now Chase Elliott's sitting at. He was boo hoo crying, third, third off
1: Kyle Bush and then he's going to come take out Joey Logano. Didn't like it. Didn't respect it. I'd have swung on him if I was Logano. Yeah,
0: and I just happened to be lucky and had the third place
1: guy as well, who was Brad Keselowski. <laughs> yeah, and Brad Keselowski goes back-to-back. He said, I don't even know if Miller Lite's going to pick up my uh, his fucking sponsorship, and then he wins back-to-back races. So, all right, good for you, Brad, you fucking nerd. Brad just looks like a nerd.
0: Yeah, he does, and he's the luckiest guy in NASCAR right now.
1: <laughs> all right, so what are we looking at um, odds-wise?
0: Um, so yeah, Kevin Harvick's a big favorite. He's um plus three hundred or plus three fifty, depending on where you're betting.
1: Who have are they doing like the inverted um uh starting order again? So um or are they qualifying this week?
0: No, they're they're doing some like that random draw thing. Okay.
1: And they haven't come out with that yet?
0: No, it's out. Oh, is it? Who's starting first? Um, Chase Elliott has the pole.
1: Oh, good for Chase! Fucking scumbag. I'm, I'm gonna pull him up. Took but, him um, out. he took him out.
0: Yeah, somehow he got the pole. Oh, cause I don't know how how this starting orders are. It's something like sometimes they'll invert the first through twenty finish. Yeah, yeah. And then other times they'll draw from a like the guys who are top twelve in points will it'll be a random draw for that order. And then somehow they'll,
1: they're flipping coins. Like the coaches from Friday night lights. Yeah. Praying for heads in the, in the waffle house. So, um, I'm pulling up my odds right now. I know I, I, I had, I circled the guys who I liked, but let me go see. But again, we're back with more racing. I'm fucking praying for, uh, for football and basketball to come back. So I know I'm going Joey Logano again, plus 700. Uh, where's Jimmy Johnson starting? Um, 15th. Okay, he's sitting at plus 1600. Jimmy's got to win eventually. It's Jimmy's farewell tour. Speaking of farewell tours, Vince Carter's got cut short, so I put a blog out on a team at the, uh, the neutral ground. So... Go check it out www.tngsportsnetwork.com. Go pay some respect to uh, Vince Carter, guy one of the most underappreciated players in the league, in the history of the league, in my opinion. Um, I might, I might go Martin Truex Jr. a little bit here. He's looked good. He just hadn't been able to finish. As he, he's had a, looks like he's had a fast car the last few weeks. He just hadn't been able to do much. Um,
0: yeah, Martin Truex is starting 11th, plus
1: 750 right now. Then we got I mean you know I like William Byron. Where's William Byron starting? Well, he's starting like um twentieth. Yes. Okay.
0: And William Byron
1: Byron has yet to get a win. Plus twenty seven hundred. Um Ricky Stenhouse Jr. plus nine thousand. He tried to shock the world not too long ago. Um we love the Yeah, and fucking um love to bet on Ricky.
0: Jimmy Johnson sm- wrecked into the back of uh, Stenhouse and wrecked him into a wall. I
1: know. I know. And he was running good, too. That's what I was,
0: I was like. I couldn't. That's what I said last episode. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bet on Stenhouse. There were 17 cautions, and he was one of them.
1: Yep. So, I don't know. I know I like Lugano. Um I kind of like Alex Bowman, too. Same value as Logano plus 700. I like Truex, plus 750. I'll probably go with those three. And then uh, I don't know, maybe Kyle Bush plus six hundred. I feel like Kyle Bush is due. I'll probably lock those four in. Right Kyle now.
0: Bush is uh, a big favorite too, huh? Kyle Bush is
1: plus six hundred.
0: Ooh, I don't I don't know who exactly. The three guys I got on the on the watch list right now is Chase Elliott. He's starting first plus five fifty. Joey Logano definitely going to put money on him regardless. Uh, plus 700, he's starting third. And then I'm eyeing Denny Hamlin. Plus 1,100. Plus 1,100, he's starting 10th. But uh, the history of this race, Brad Kozlowski has won here two of the past three times.
1: Oh, good for Brad. Uh, in Going 2017.
0: And then in 2019, he won. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Johnson's won here back-to-back, 2015 and 2016. Uh. And then he's won here a few other times back, at least one other time back-to-back I remember seeing. Um, Casey Kane is no longer racing. He won in 2014. Kyle Busch in 2013. Uh, 2012 was Denny Hamlin. That's why I'm eyeing Denny Hamlin a little bit. Jeff Gordon won in 2011. And then 2010 it was the race car jacket with about 80 fucking patches with the car to match it. Tony Stewart, it's Mm -hmm. a classic. Yeah. So shout-out to Little Boosie and shout-out to Tony Stewart for winning at Atlanta in 2010.
1: Tony Stewart killed a guy.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure Little Boosie might have as well.
1: Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> he definitely did. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on Jimmy. Not very much, but a little bit. He's going to get a win here eventually. He's got to.
0: Yeah, so three guys that I'm looking at is Chase Elliott, been racing really well. He's third in points. Joey Logano's been racing really well. He's second in points. Kevin Harvick's in first place right now, mm-hmm. but uh, he's a big favorite. I'm not sure quite why, but uh, Denny Hamlin's s- certainly a guy that I'm looking at. That's my favorite Chevrolet, my favorite Ford, and my favorite Toyota. Two other guys that are a little bit uh, considered long shots at fourteen to one is Ryan Blaney, who has been looking good but run into a little bit of bad luck. Yeah. in our recent races and then jimmy johnson the uh one of the best racers to ever do it he's sitting uh, at plus 1600 so
1: yeah i mean and just for the record as we said we're new to nascar and we this is definitely not our forte but we've damn near picked a winner of every race this season so um something needs to be said for that but that's all i got on nascar you got anything more before we wrap this up
0: uh no that's it
1: Okay, so that'll wrap up the uh the NASCAR picks. We already gave our UFC picks. Um that should do it for episode what is it? Episode 43. They're they're piling up 43 consecutive weeks. Um so yeah, everybody go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, subscribe, rate, all that. We really appreciate it. We got another podcast on the way. It'll be out in the next couple days or so uh go to www.tngsportsnetwork.com we got blogs going out daily and we got a bunch of content that is in the works that will be coming out um and go like the facebook page all of that we we really appreciate the support from everybody and i'm hoping that we can continue to see some peaceful protests new orleans has done a very good job i think there's been 10 protests nine of them were were peaceful one ended in with uh some tear gas from the police um but for the most part
0: yeah, they were trying to get onto the Crescent City connection.
1: Yeah, not really a good idea there. Um, the
0: police have a job to do and they yeah. they follow orders from the chief of police and then the chief of police follows orders from the mayor, so.
1: No, I was happy to see that the very next night that there was another peaceful protest. It uh wasn't wasn't an issue, so I'm hoping we can continue that trend. Um But also along with that, we got a hurricane potentially coming our way. Something that may is a development out there may turn into a hurricane. So everybody, keep an eye on that and make sure you stay safe. Um, But yeah, you got anything to say before we go? Uh, nope. All right, y'all have a good one. Who dat? (laughs) We do.